Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. I'm your host, Bill DeFilfo, joined tonight by my co-host, Matt Fulvivitz. Matt, what's going on? Bill, not much. I, uh, I have to go pick up pickles from my pickle guy after we're done recording, and I chose uh, spicy garlic and habanero this time. I'm good. very excited about it. Very good. You, know, you say this time. I'm guessing this is not your first time ordering from the pickle No, this man. is my third time ordering, uh, but he has switched hmm. now his model to where you don't pay at pickup anymore. You have to pay him at the start of the month, which feels realistic. So hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see sure. if I extend after today. So I believe I will be because his stuff is phenomenal. I am uh, not sure what it's like having a pickle plug, but I am uh, envious of you over the fact that you have That's one. a good life. Uh, we will... <laughs> we will uh, save the rest of this for our food podcast where we talk about pickles called In a Pickle a little bit later today. Uh, but instead, we're going to hear to talk about Penn State stuff. Uh, a little bit later in this episode of the podcast, we're going to play a game where Matt and I draft seven on seven v seven teams uh, based on the current Penn State rosters. There are a couple of rules that we'll get into there. And then if you follow us on our Twitter account at RLR blog, we're going to post both of the complete teams there and put them up to a vote on who would win. The winner gets bragging rights on being better at drafting a team than the other. We will cross that bridge when we get to it in a bit, but there was a little bit of news in the Penn State football universe today, and that was that some start times were announced uh, for some of the team's games that are going to take place during the 2023 season. Uh, the worst of the bunch easily is on September 9th. Penn State is playing Delaware at noon on Peacock. It is a uh, streaming exclusive this game that the Nittany Lions are going to insane. play against the Blue Heads. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this in one second. The rest of the uh, schedule that was announced, September 16th, Penn State at Illinois. That's uh, going to be the big noon kickoff game that week. October 14th, UMass heading to Happy Valley. Uh, no word on the network, but that'll kick at 3.30 then. Uh, another big noon uh, game, November 11th, the Michigan when they come to Happy Valley, that game will kick off at noon. And then the whiteout is going to be kicking off at 7.30 p.m. That had previously been announced uh, as being a night game, Penn State's whiteout. Uh, but Matt, there is one game in here that we're going to end up talking about uh, more than most. Everything here seems pretty reasonable to me, but boy, do I really hate that there's going to be a game on Peacock. I mean, we knew we were heading to this. Like, I'm surprised Penn State, I don't know how it works, like with the, the contracts, I'm assuming that, Peacock wants one of the big three to have at least one game on there. And it feels like this mm -hmm. is the sacrificial one in the non-conference that is like the best one to do it. Because like, I get Michigan doesn't play anybody in the non-con, but I feel like they've earned the right. They've been to the playoff two years in a row to not be on Peacock. Ohio State goes to Notre Dame. So NBC keeps those. Like, it sucks. Um I, I'm very glad my parents are going to the game, so I won't have to explain to them how to find it on Peacock. But, like, this is the future of, of college football. Like, I get it. I understand why they're doing it. It's to drive subs to a streaming service. Um, but it's not It's not ideal. Like, it's not what we grew up with. I'm curious, like, what, like, the pregame stuff? I will say, Apple TV Friday Night Baseball has been fairly enjoyable. Like, I really have enjoyed, like, that broadcast style. And I'm curious what Peacock's Big Ten package, like pregame, postgame, like what all that, the experience around the game looks like. That's probably what I'm, I'm most at least excited by about this. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it's all really stupid. Yeah. Um, I, I don't care enough about, um, I don't care nearly enough about any of the like machinations that, 
pop up because of TV contracts or anything like that. I just care about being able to watch football as a football fan. And it really sucks that uh, this, like everything else, is suddenly being put uh, behind some kind of paywall on an app that uh, think, you know, I'm someone with cable and the fact that like, I'm going to be watching a game and get the little push notification on my phone that Nick Singleton scored and uh, 60 minutes later, see it on my TV sucks. Uh, just is worth noting uh, that uh, Michigan's season opener against East Carolina is also going to be on Peacock. That's on uh, Saturday, September 2nd. So a week before this, just, you know, putting the sacrificial lamb games for all intents and purposes on Peacock. But uh, yeah, this sucks. Uh, we are going to be spoiled. I, do think that's worth noting starting to see the first month of Penn state season are a pair of home night games, uh, a big 10 road opener that is going to have, you know, I think Penn state should be considerably better than Illinois this Mm -hmm. season. Uh, but it's still going to have some level of like, um, importance clout even if i think the whole big noon thing is really stupid new, uh, new road games so especially yeah. when it's 11 a.m local time it does take a little bit of the juice out of the air like that's that from the penn state perspective that's nice and coming off of a noon game with the delaware game being the week prior i remember in a press conference a couple years back franklin made a comment that he likes those noon games a lot because it gives everybody that time to rest recover like a whole extra like nine and a half hours as opposed to a night game so I, I will take a win in that sure. regard. Yeah, I, 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 I certainly, uh, I wouldn't hate if Penn State lost any football games. I think it's very important to stress that. But uh, even with all of this, the fact that uh, Penn State schedule is starting to take, you know, take shape a little bit, uh, it's ultimately good, ultimately fun. It's a fun reminder that football is going to be coming around. Uh, I do want to ask Matt about the game that Penn State is going to play. Well, first off, I can't remember. Did we pod in the aftermath of the Michigan State announcement? I don't believe we've talked about it since the Friday night game, actually. So, okay. So let's uh, let's talk about that really quickly Love it. as well. Uh, Friday, November 24th in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan, uh, Penn State's regular season finale land grant trophy on the line between Penn State and the Michigan State Spartans. Uh, moving out of East Lansing, moving it up a day and it's going to be a 7 30 p.m kickoff uh in an nfl stadium in a dome um i'll i'll just say it matt i think this is insane by michigan i truly have no idea what the hell michigan state was doing i think this is michigan state punting on the season in may like you're the biggest thing you have in college football is a home field advantage like i get michigan state is coming off of a season where they failed to make a bowl like and they're not really looking like they're going to be great this year but like weird things happen East Lansing in November to give this up, you know, either means you think you're going to be God awful, or I mean, you think you can pack the stadium a little bit better um, at Ford field. If you have a lot of alums in the Detroit area, which I know Sparty does. Um, I mean, from day up, it's worth noting, worth noting day after a day after Thanksgiving. So students are going going to be on campus, blah, blah, all, all that nonsense. Usually it's gross weather. Usually thrown around in order to justify something like this. This after Thanksgiving game, whether it's at Penn State or at Michigan State, it's usually gross to gross weather. Um, Last year when Penn State hosted Michigan State in their season finale, it was great weather. Like it was like high forties, low fifties. And for Thanksgiving weekend in central PA, it was great. Like, and I'm totally fine with, cutting our losses there, accepting that that might be the best weather we get 
And listen, this is, I think, bad for college. I think neutral sites are bad for college football. But I think this specific one is really good for Penn State moving forward. I, I'm pretty, I might actually try to go to this game. If I drive back from Chicago for Thanksgiving, this is a good midpoint on the drive back. I might, I might go to this one. Yeah, I, I don't get why Michigan State would agree to this. Because even beyond all the stuff about weather and all the stuff about, uh, you know, potentially bringing it where more Michigan State people are. They're putting it in a place where it's a lot easier if you are a Penn State fan who is in Philly, who is in Pittsburgh, uh, who is, you know, somewhere in New Jersey, who is in in a major hub type area for a holiday. It's a lot easier to justify waiting for uh, fans of Michigan State who don't want this game to happen uh, because they're they have four wins on the season to basically be giving tickets away in the secondary market, justify paying for a cheap flight to Detroit, justify paying for a cheap hotel room in Detroit. And it, this, this to me increases the likelihood that Penn state fans are going to attend oh this God, game. Yeah. Then you get to, then you get to the fact that like it's in a 72 degree climate control environment with immaculate field turf that is inherently going to benefit the team that is bigger and stronger and faster and has better athletes. So it's taking that away from Michigan State as well. Like as you know, maybe we're going to be sitting here, uh, May, June, July, in six months, uh, doing a recap pod on this entire season and going, yeah, you know, this ended up being the best thing to happen to Michigan State. But like, I'd be. It feels like they've given up every single advantage that they've had for. Reasons that, you know, I don't understand. I'm sure there's going to be really great reporting out there on what it is. But like, like I'm looking at this part of the schedule. I'm looking at how Penn State could potentially end this season. And ending with Rutgers at home and then Michigan State in that environment, that, like that's about as fortunate of an end of a season as Penn State can get. Like I'm do you, has, Have you read anything, Matt, that indicates why Michigan State agreed the to this? The biggest thing I was able to find is just like, listen, they know they're going to stink. And instead of embarrassing themselves in an empty Spartan stadium, you know, though I have their schedule. Let's play the schedule game. Are you ready? Central sure. Michigan. Sure. Richmond. Win. Hosting Win. Washington. Loss. Hosting Maryland. Win, but I don't oh, feel okay. good about that. At Iowa. By week at Rutgers. Win. Okay. That's four wins for them right there. Here we go. I I I, I got this. Michigan. At Loss. Minnesota. I'll say win. Okay, but I don't so you're going to have them getting it. close to bowl eligibility. Hosting Nebraska. Yeah. I know you're a Matt Rule fan. Sure, I'll say win. I have to keep up All with right. my hater tendencies. At Ohio State. Indiana. Loss. Okay, win. so that's one, two. So, I think you said. So yeah. I, I, that's that is seven yeah. wins right there. But it, it could very easily be four by the time. I think it's get. gonna. I think this is gonna be them playing for their fourth win. So who cares? Like respectfully to Michigan State, sure. you're missing two. You know, you're gonna have people booing you in your home stadium in front of recruits to fire fire Mel Tucker. Like if things go the way I think they're gonna go, like this honestly just again it feels like a punt. It feels like you're punting on your season on May 31st at time mm-hmm. of recording. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it it's wild. Um, I again, no idea why they do this. I'm sure we'll we'll figure it out soon enough. Uh, any other things from the 
What, what, what I will call the Penn State schedule dump that, uh, that stick out to you, uh, Matt? Again, nothing crazy. Again, I, I, love the, uh, I love the nooner at Illinois coming off of the noon game against Delaware, uh, 11 a.m. local time, which is great. Uh, Northwestern, we're still yet to hear if that's going to be a Northwestern nooner. Uh, I feel like that's just how it's going to go. Um, yeah, it, again, this schedule is built, I think, perfectly for Penn State. And I think all of these kick times are great for Penn State. Like, you're going to all your big road environments at noon or at 11 a.m. local time. Like, you're getting your two big games that aren't like the Michigan game at home at night. Like, it, it's like really, again, it's all just shaping up for Penn State to make a really special run. And, and this schedule, you know, keeps on dropping. So, all we can do is, is hope for continuing good kick times and, and, you know, we're, we're less than a hundred days out and I'm, I don't know about you. I saw you were tweeting from the blog, uh, some Drew Aller throws. So I, I think you're starting to get the itch too. Oh, I've, I've, I've had the itch. I've, uh, I, I was just thinking yesterday, like, oh man, that was, that was, that was a uh, real, the, what was the one I was looking for? Um, I can't remember. There was one throw of his in particular that I was trying to like go find. I couldn't, but I found that one instead. So I just posted yep. that, uh, Neither here nor there. We're going to play our little draft game in a second, but first we have to thank the sponsor of this podcast, Homefield Apparel. Uh, surely, you, if you are listening to the pod, you know exactly who Homefield Apparel is. Homefield uh, Premium Collegiate Apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. They are going to end up having a vested interest in what happens with Michigan State this season as well uh, because they are going to play Michigan State. And fingers crossed they end up beating Michigan State because – well, that would be pretty funny. Uh, their shirts, they're comfortable, unique, they're cool designs, you know, all the stuff that you're used to hearing from us about home field apparel. Uh, I don't have any home. I have, yeah, I don't have any home field on right now, Matt. What about yourself? Uh, I'm rocking my my We Are with the like old Lion Shrine logo that uh, mm-hmm. I actually forgot where I put it. And then I found it hanging up in my move. Uh, and I was immediately like, wow, this one's really cool. So I'm rocking this today. I'm, I'm going to uh, maybe go to trivia later. I'll probably keep it on for that. And uh let everyone know who I'm repping. Their shirts are unbelievably comfortable. And and as we turn into summer, like their short sleeves are a key part of my rotation. Yeah, they dropped a, a new line of UNC it's gear It's absolutely today. unfair and how fire UNC is stuff is. Unbelievable. Yeah, I have this uh, j- just general belief that UNC in general has the best, like not just from home field, just in general, like the best oh, stuff yeah. in college sports. Color. And I'm glad that my... Uh, Carolina Blue is yeah, literally yeah, theirs. Yeah, and I'm 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 glad that they uh, once again confirmed my hunch because I like being right about things. Uh, if you are a new customer for Home Field Apparel, want to get some Penn State gear, some UNC gear, some gear for any other college uh, they have in their collection, again, use the promo code Roar Lions Roar one word all uppercase for fifteen percent off of your first order. Again, new customers of Home Field Apparel can use the promo code Roar Lions Roar one word all uppercase for fifteen percent off of your first order thank you as always to home field apparel for sponsoring the podcast let's get back to talking about uh penn state football and we're going to do something you know we're uh, in the constant search for things to do during the off season to keep y'all entertained to keep ourselves entertained to you know maybe help me put off work for a little bit whatever that ends up being and today that means we're going to end up doing a 7v7 draft among penn state's current football team Here are the rules. We're going to start with offense and then do defense. We're not just doing the entire team back and forth like that because it's a lot easier for me to keep track if we don't do that. The teams end up being 7v7, and once you reach a position limit, you cannot pick anyone else from that position. For example, we could not have it so Matt picks Drew Aller and Bo Prabula 
and Jackson Smolik and ignores other positions while I then pick Nick Singleton and Katron Allen and Trey Potts and Tank Smith and take up all the running backs. What we are going to do instead is put on position limits. For offense, both teams will get one quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, and one offensive lineman. That comes out to seven players right there. Wait, on one defense, alignment or two could, alignment? Two, two yeah, alignment. Okay. Two, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Yep. On defense, two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two defensive back, uh, then one bonus player who can play any position. And what we're going to do after this is we're going to uh, figure out some way that we're going to put all of this on our Twitter account and let all of you vote for who has the winning team among these two between myself and Matt. And we're starting with offense. Matt, I have a number behind my back. It is either one or two. We're doing the snake draft style. So if you get this right, you get to choose if you get the first pick on offense or defense. And again, that would mean uh, you get the first pick. I get two and three. You get four. Then we just go, you know, classic snake draft. So is the number behind my back one or two? I'm going to say it's two. (sighs) It is one. I am going to want to have the first pick on defense. So I will let you get the first pick on offense. Give me one second uh, to uh, get my papers in order. So just so just so listeners are clear and definitely definitely not so I'm clear. We're doing all defense first and then we'll shift over to offense. All offense first. All offense first and you're going to pick uh you're gonna go you're gonna go first, then I get two picks, then you get one pick, and we're just going to go back and forth from there. Okay, I got you. All right. So go ahead. On offense, who is going to be your first pick? Okay, so I'm thinking here if this is gonna be seven on seven, I want I want versatility, I want athleticism, I want guys who can do multiple things. So first pick, I'm gonna go with Tyler Warren for my tight end spot. Gives me an emergency gives sure. me an emergency quarterback and a good pass catcher. Hmm. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't think you were going to do that in part because I can now sit here and just basically wait to take a yep. tight end. Like I am in no well, rush to have to take a tight end. Really take here. Right, yeah. exactly. So I can address other positions on my team as a result of this. And for me... This means that my first pick is going to be Drew Aller, uh, which means you are now in a position where you're going to have to take Bo Perpula at some mm-hmm. point. And my second pick, I'm going to end up taking Olu Fischel. Okay. Okay. I love that. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I It basically comes down to me, do I want to take uh, – well, first off with quarterback, I was pr- thinking about waiting as long as I possibly could on a quarterback just because we don't know what we have in Drew Aller or in Bo Perpula. I decided, you know, I might as well just go with Aller instead, take him off the board right away and kind of give myself that certainty. And then Olu, to me, just the best player on this team with how much talent Penn State has in its front seven and just on its defense in general. I want someone who's going to be able to keep my quarterback up. So Olu Fashadu for me. So I knew you were going to take Olu. And I think I'm valuing flexibility a lot more. I think I'm building... For guys who can play multiple spots, Olu's a great player. We've only seen him play left tackle. So I'm going to take a guy who we've seen play multiple positions throughout his career. 
And with my second pick, I'm taking Landon Tangwall as one of my offensive linemen. He can block interior guys, and he played tackle back in 2021. So give me Landon Tangwall. And then your next pick after that is? Uh, my next pick after this. I'm going to give give me Nick Singleton. I'm taking Singleton Smart. in there. Yeah. Which then puts me in a position where, uh, because of the roster limits, I can basically sit and wait on Katron Allen. Uh, so let me take him, take Singleton off of my board. Uh, and now, as I'm looking around, uh, I am going to, I'm going to just corner the wide receiver market okay. that we have here. I think so with my picks. Uh, just again, this is largely because how the board is breaking down. Give me Dante Cephas, give me Keandre Lambert Smith. Uh, I think part of this is strategy because I think that, uh, that wide receiver is a room where Penn state, again, is thing we've talked about has talent, but it's a lot of unproven talent. It's a lot of guys we just don't really know a ton about. So while I like, uh, a Trey Wallace, Omari Evans. I'm a big believer in a guy like Liam Clifford or uh, Caden Saunders putting a season together. I'd rather take the relatively known commodities that Penn State has. So with picks four and five for me, uh, three and four for me, sorry, I'll take Dante Stevenson, and Keandre Lambert-Smith. Okay, okay. So then I'm pretty much, I think you and I are both pretty much cornered now. Like I get my pick of the next best available offensive lineman, essentially. Yes. Because you can't take any more receivers. The quarterbacks are done. The tight ends are done. So I'm going to go with Sal Wormley here because I think Wormley played really good ball down the stretch. And I like this idea that we have this kind of flexibility. We have Wormley who pulled the most. I think this gives us the most value add right now. And my first wide receiver I'm going to take is going to be Trey Wallace. Give me somebody who can jump out of the gym. Give me a red zone threat. Uh, and give me a guy who I think is coming on very, very strong towards the end of the year, and we'll keep that momentum going. Awesome. So let me just update my uh, little sheet here. You got that, and you took both your offensive linemen. Okay, so the way this is going to work now uh, – wait, no. Uh, yep, you get one off. So far, you have a quarterback left and a wide receiver left. I have uh, running back, tight end, offensive line. So for me, I will uh, just kind of dive into the relatively easy stuff for me to take care of right now. First off, uh, along the offense, along the offensive line, I'll just go with Hunter Norzad uh, because why not? <laughs> He's the best remaining offensive lineman with respect to a guy in Caden Wallace who's played a lot of a. Uh, of football and respect to guys like Drew Shelton, Vega, Ioane, who really high on. We'll see what we'll get something out of them as the year goes on, but I'll take the guy who we know a little bit more about. Uh, and then I'll take Katron Allen because, well, he's Katron Allen and he's excellent at football. So that is where I'm at. I just need to take my tight end, which I will do with my next pick, Matt. And for now uh, you have to take a quarterback. You have to take a wide receiver. So it's going to be, Bo Previula, give me the PA native, give me that dual threat element of this offense, and give me Amari Evans for my receiver. All right. Uh, 
So your team uh, ends up being your quarterback, Bo Prabula, your running back, Nick Singleton, your wide receivers, Omari Evans, and uh, Trey Wallace, your tight end, Tyler Warren, your offensive lineman, Sal Wormley, and Landon Tangwall. My team quarterback, Drew Aller, running back, Katron Allen, uh, wide receivers, Dante Cephas and Keandre Lambert-Smith, tight end, Theo Johnson, offensive lineman, Landon uh, Olufashanu, and uh, Hunter Norzad. So I'm not going to lie. I'm very biased here. I like my team considerably yep. more. Um, I, I, I think that offense probably had a bit more of an advantage when it comes to, uh, you know, someone picks first, but whoever gets the next two picks after that. I, I think defense is probably very similar because Penn State's defense is uh, going to be unbelievable. I think a reminder on P- for everyone how this is going to go down, two defensive linemen, two linebackers, two defensive backs, and then one bonus player who can play any position, uh, not beholden to the position limits that uh, that existed on offense. And Matt, trying to figure out who I want to be the first pick on defense is incredibly difficult. Yes. Uh, but ultimately I think when you look at the depth at every position and when you look at, you know, the top guys are going to be the top guys at each of them, but the depth at every position, I think that stuff at linebacker probably falls off the most. So I will start by taking Abdul Carter. Okay. I like that pick a lot. I think that's a very, very smart pick. It also puts me in a bind now because I don't think any linebacker jumps a handful of players here along the defensive line or in that or in that secondary. Mm-hmm. Very fair. Okay. I'm going to double up here at one position, which okay. feels dumb. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm torn. All right. Kalen King won. Kalen King's my first pick. Smart. And here I'm torn between two players. One who has proven to me he can be a dominant player and one who I think is going to be a breakout candidate and a breakout player for Penn State in 2023. And it's hmm. May, so it's talking season. So I'm going, I'm going optimism first. And I'm taking a guy who can rush the passer, but there's also been talk about his hand in the dirt this upcoming fall and moving inside to take on interior guys on passing downs. So give me deny Dennis Sutton. Wow. Okay. I mean, I think he's going to, I think he's going to leave in sacks. Like I am astronomically, I I am astronomically high on deny Dennis Sutton this year. Like I get, this is probably the best for like this exercise, but like, can we go back to this? Like when we're looking for content in like next January and go over this again, because I think, I really think this will end up being a big value pick for me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think he's going to be a star. Uh, I the the only reason the only reason why I think he might not be a star, and this has absolutely nothing to do with him, is because of the guys ahead of him, and that also kind of gives uh, a little bit of a glimpse into the direction that I am going to be taking my next two picks. Uh, and that's I'm taking Chop Robinson. I'm taking Adisa Isaac. I, wow. I think that I think that Penn State has three stars 
uh, rushing the passer along its defensive line. And, you know, again, you kind of play the positional value thing. After, you know, I, I think Chop's a pretty obvious pick. Pretty easy enough. After Adisa Isaac, your options along the defensive line, guys like Hakeem Beeman, Kaziah Izzard, Zane Durant, guys who have like flashed but not done it consistently enough. You look at linebacker, and yeah, you have Curtis Jacobs there as a stud. Falls off a bit after him in a pretty big way. Like Jacobs is a guy I probably regret not taking more. And then cornerback, you're kind of position limited, eh, kind of position limited here, or defensive back rather, where – yeah, you take Johnny Dixon or Daquan Hardy, but Penn State has a ton of talent back in the safety room. So I'm kind of playing the value pick here uh, and going with Adisa Isaac as my uh, as my second player. Two in this edge, I'm running it right up the gut. I am just doing up halfback dive to Singleton right up the gut at that. Sure, enjoy enjoy having to block Chop Robinson. I I, I like my chances. Fair enough. Here. Fair enough. Um, you, you called him out. It's, you know, it's, it's low hanging fruit. This next one has to be Curtis Jacobs. Uh, so give me Curtis at one of my linebacker spots. So now I have one at each level. Um, and this is a tough one here because <sighs> safety's tough because Jair Brown was a no doubt guy. And I like Jalen Reed. I like Zaki Wheatley. I like Keaton Ellis enough. Um, but I like, <sighs> I like Johnny Dixon more than all of them. So give me Johnny Dixon. That's a, that's a really smart yeah. pick. He was, he was the guy I was most hung up on uh, passing on in that position. But ultimately uh, I think, you know, it's kind of a silver lining for me. Uh, I could take a guy here in Daquan Hardy who, you know, played a lot Played a lot of football, has been a productive player for Penn State, has uh, always managed to get the job done, which is something that I really uh, respect out of him. I do think he is a, a he, I do think he is a step down on uh, I, on the two guys that you ended up mm-hmm. picking, but he is a good player. So I will, again, uh, take Daquan Hardy there. And then for my next pick, this is tough because – I'm position. I, I have my one bonus player that I'm just going to leave till the very end. I'm position limited uh, along the defensive line. I need another defensive back. I need another linebacker. And hmm, I will roll the dice a little bit, and I will take Jaden Reed as my second wow. defensive back. I think he's. Of all the guys in the safety room, he's the one who I think I'm the most optimistic about him turning into a star at the back end of Penn State's okay. defense. He's played a bit, uh, can play against the run, can play against the pass. So uh, with respect to Keaton Ellis, who I really like, KJ Winston, who I really like, Zaki Wheatley, who I really like, I will take Reed here. Okay, all right. Interesting. So next up, Matt, you have uh, your final two spots, which you are uh, – you need a linebacker. You are – Good at defensive back. You have a defensive lineman, and then I need three guys. I need a lineman. I need a linebacker. I need the bonus. I need three guys. Yes. Okay. So my defensive lineman, I'm going to go Hakeem Beeman, my king, who I think is is just bound to have that year. Like I think it was a lot for him to take on last year. I think he took a lot of crap. I think he was more disruptive than he gets credit for. So Hakeem Beeman there, and then my second linebacker. 
I'm going speed in space. I'm going projecting alone because again, it's May or June when this comes out. And I'm taking Tony. Yeah. Ro- I'm, I'm taking hunch. Tony Rojas. Had a hunch that was coming. Absolutely, Tony Rojas. Uh, so I'm good at def- on the defensive line. I'm good in defensive backfield. I need a linebacker. I need a bonus player, and then it's up to you where you are going to pick your bonus player. Linebackers, I'm going to take Kobe King. Uh, just between him and Tyler Elsden, I trust him a little bit more. Uh, I think he flashed a little bit more last season than uh, than Elsden did. And then when I'm looking for that extra guy, I will also take a bit of a projection. Uh, give me KJ Winston, a guy who uh, – ooh, did it – is that yes because you think it was a good pick or because I didn't take the guy that I you I think want? there's another guy in that safety room who I was I was really thought you were going to take who I'm going to take. Interesting. I my my thought with Winston is I'm it is a bit of a projection here so I will say I think he is the guy of of everyone else who's in here, you know. He's a, he's probably more of a roll of the dice than anyone else that I've taken on my defense. Okay. All right. My I'm torn between two guys for this this bonus player, but ultimately it comes down for, in the Diaz defense, who can be the most disruptive and who has proven to be very disruptive in limited reps. And that's the key Wheatley. So that's my final pick in there. I have all of this length now in the secondary with a talented edge rusher in Denai Dennis Sutton, a guy in the middle in Akeem Beeman who can speed things up. And I have three dudes back there with great ball skills now to hopefully get you out or to throw some picks. Uh, please no one clip that. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I think that that could be, <laughs> that could be a pretty good secondary. Yeah. I, it, it, it was tough because I think if you're looking at Penn state's team, it just kind of inherently slants towards uh, taking someone in that position because there's, that there are just so many guys back there. Uh, but ultimately the way it works out, my defense, Chop Robinson, Nadisa Isaac on the defensive line, uh, Abdul Carter, Kobe King at linebacker, uh, Daquan Hardy, Jalen Reed in the defensive backfield, and then KJ Winston as my bonus player. You deny them and Hakeem Beeman, Curtis Jacobs, and Tony Rojas at linebacker, Kalen King and Johnny Dixon as your defensive backs, and Zaki Wheatley as your bonus player. Uh, yeah, I, I think my team would whoop up on yours, but also really? this is just fresh off of a draft. It's fresh off of a draft, so I think everyone is inherently always going to pick the team that they put. Listen, I'm the I'm the alt guy. Like I'm the guy who is like, yeah, this guy's the this guy's the guy nobody's talking about. Like I, I like those players a lot more than I think. I think a lo- I I like those players more than proven commodities because I think they're more interesting. So I took a team that I'm very interested in to see how they progress in 2023. I think like. Warren's a very much a projecting guy to see what he can be and, and the versatility I value. Like Hakeem Beeman and Denai Dennis Sutton are guys who we've seen it from in bursts. Same thing with Zaki Wheatley, who I think are going to be interesting players. Like Curtis Jacobs really came on strong when he moved back to Sam. Um, Tony Rojas is pure projection. Like my team is very much so. I think these dudes are going to be more fun to watch than a lot of other guys. And I picked my team thinking I want to win this game. So we will, we will ultimately, it is not my decision. It is not Matt's decision. We will not whip up the votes on uh, the Twitter machine. We will leave it as, uh, as unbiased as we potentially can 
in the voting. Uh, we will also put this to some of our friends and see how they view this as opposed to um, oh, myself. I'm going to get roasted. Matt, so. I, already know, I already know what I'm, people are going to I'm going to get roasted by the, by, by the group on this. I totally understand that. Yeah. I cannot wait. But yeah, this is a fun exercise, a dumb way to uh, make Home Field Apparel give us money for the sponsorship deal that we have with them. Uh, yeah, Matt, we have about 10 minutes before you have to go get your pickles. Are there any final things you would like to um, no, Roster update, number changes. Um, that was cool. Um, Malik Mega is now number four from number 80. Uh, that's cool. He's Canadian. He's from Montreal. So that's cool. Um, Christian Driver's taking his dad's old number 80. I think that's really cool. Um, glad to see that. And then a mean van over, uh, a defensive end wearing number 15, uh, is also pretty, pretty kick-ass. <laughs> big yeah, fan. Big fan of that. Like I'm, I, I can't, I, can you always name, a big fan of big fellows wearing little numbers. Can you name, who Great. was the last defensive lineman to have like a number like that? That was like really dominant for Penn state. There's gotta be one like obvious one that I'm missing, but like YGM was a uh, Dion Barnes. Dion Barnes wore 18. I, was, no? I mean, him and Shaka. Yeah. But Dion was a decade ago at this point. Um, and Shaka was 18. That's a good point. Yeah. Anybody else? Like Adafe yeah. was in the '90s, I want to say, when he was Jason Oway. Nassib was '95. Um, YGM was '97, '99. Excuse me. Like this isn't something we see all that often. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Chop is 44, yep. uh, which is uh, the nice little yeah. midpoint. Uh, but yeah, uh, I I hope they all wear numbers to get retired someday. Cephas uh, is number three. He's they, taking Parker's old number. Dante Cephas is wearing number three. Okay. Um, or some other transfers. Trey Potts, I believe, is taking 23. Um, those are the two like big, big transfer numbers. Adavian Collins is wearing number 29, if I remember offhand. And I think Alonzo Ford's taking 50. So those are the transfer guys. Yeah, hopefully they uh they all contribute to Penn State in a big way. And uh I'm I'm one of those people that wishes there were still names on the back yeah, of the jerseys too. because I forget. I, I forget uh, who wears what very easily. Uh, so hopefully they're all really good and I uh, am forced to remember their We names. do a dumb game real quick, uh, though. Another really dumb game. Yeah, the go past ahead. two years, go Penn ahead. State has had a player listed on the roster have a last-minute change. It was John Lovett back against Auburn in 2021. If you remember, there was like a whole big to-do that he was wearing number 10 and everyone was like, oh my God. The quarterback depth so bad. We have John Lovett running the scout team for Auburn when in reality he just wore number 10. And then Trey Wallace changed <laughs> to number six or number 85 right before Purdue last year, um, which like people were like, oh, they're trying to hide him. Do, are we going to have that this year? And who's it going to be? I, I, God, I, I can't even begin to guess. Oh, I'm going to go with. It, it, it seems like you've put a little bit Tyler of Tyler Warren's going to so. change his number from 44 to zero to be the special teams uh, captain. Uh, and it's going to look really funny when number zero catches a touchdown pass. That's my pick. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> Great rule. Uh, all right. Well, I, 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 I think that's it for the pod. Uh, shall, shall I wrap it up? Let's at this do point? it. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, as always, for listening to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. Uh, make sure you go and subscribe wherever you go and get your podcast. If you use a podcasting platform that lets you uh, leave a, uh, a a rating, please give us a five-star rating. If you want to say something nice about us at any point, that'd two, be good. Two, two reviews away nice from 100 on, on Apple Podcasts. Two reviews away. All right, yeah. let's go. Two more people. And if you, uh, if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, and uh, you tweet at me, um, I don't know, I'll Venmo you a dollar or something. Nice. I don't know how any of this works. Uh, yeah, make sure, uh, I think 
Matt, is this one going up on YouTube? I can't remember. I believe I am going with Nick's back now, so this should be back up on YouTube. So hello to everybody okay. back on YouTube. We are back now after our, our winter and spring off. Uh, this will probably be the cadence we have now where now that we're kind of within 100 days and excitement starting to build, we'll return to YouTube. Uh, so excited to be back. Excited to have that community be revived. Yeah. So subscribe over on uh, YouTube, hop to the comment section, say nice things about us, about other people, about Penn State football, uh, about basically anything you want to say nice things about. It would be nice to nice to do that. Make sure you're following us over on our Twitter account at RLR blog, especially good for this one because we're going to be putting out a little poll for everyone to vote on over there. We're going to talk through the results in a, uh, in a future episode of the podcast. And again, as always, thank you Homefield Apparel for sponsoring the Stitcher and the Pod. Again, if you were a new customer, use the promo code ROARLIONSROAR, one word all uppercase, to get 15% off of your first order through Homefield Apparel. One last time, thank you everyone for listening to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. For Matt Filipovitz, I'm Bill DeFilippo. Take care, everyone. Go State.